0: this show was first broadcast on free fm hamilton new zealand's community access media organization for more information on our lineup of shows and the role we play in the media visit freefm.org.nz and welcome to the vedic wisdom thank you for being with us today so today i want to talk to you about criticism now comment and a subject all wrapped into one but let's look at criticism Generally speaking, criticism is supposed to be productive. But how rare is that? There are people who live on the fact they can criticize others constantly, constantly, constantly. It turns from criticism to finding fault. But criticism means uh, I, I have my opinion and it clashes with your opinion. Or you have your behavior and it clashes with my standard of behavior. And so I'll criticize Criticize something about your bodily features, something about your mental activity, something about your professions, something about how you dress, something about what you own, where you go, who you know. Very, very much external. And this is the problem with criticism external criticism has no real value. Because it's their life, and they have a right to have that life and that uniqueness, those characteristics. To act in that unique way, to be of that inclination in their dealings or activities. That's their right. For you to criticize, well, what's the value of that? So, criticism easily gets carried away. Regularly. Because we're taught in school and we're taught in society to be arrogant. To think ourselves above others. Pretend to be Humble and beneath them But internally still thinking Oh I'm better than you I know more, I do better, I like this or that And you don't, but whatever whatever. And this criticism thing It ends up polluting And contaminating many, many, many people The real use of criticism Is for assisting that person To overcome something that's holding them down. That's the only place criticism has merit. If they can't do something, if they can't see something, if they have a perspective that is faulty, then the use of criticism can have merit because you bring them from the misconception to the proper conception and they can then grow because we cannot grow on misconceptions. We can only grow when we see things in proper perspective. So that's where criticism has merit. It's all right for me to criticize you if I'm giving you support and assistance to improve your perspective or your actions or your resources or whatever. But the qualification, the quantification, excuse me, that comes with criticism is I therefore must accept your criticism. It is a bi-directional act. I have no right to be offended by your criticism if I feel I have a right to make my criticism. This is an open-faced karmetic act. I can't do it to you if I don't allow it done to me. It's like instant karma. You've heard the song. I do something and instantly I get a reaction. Bang. Similarly, if I criticize you, immediately you're going to... React, maybe criticism, maybe not, but you will react instantly. Everyone is impacted by criticism because nobody really likes it. If it's done properly and appropriately, and it's done with tact and kindness and with the intent to help that person overcome a misconception, it has merit. But they immediately have the right to turn on you and say, well, I think you don't have this aspect right And I want to show you another point of view. So this is what we have to accept in criticism is that it's a two-way street. And the only real merit it has is when we do good with it. We assist them as a friend. Whether they're related to you or not is not significant at all. It's whether you are actually intending to assist them to see things in proper perspective so that they can improve their activities, improve their speech, improve their life, improve their image. But we get lost in selfishness. And another point I'd like to bring. If I'm observing you and I'm observing your activities, your mentality, your expressions, energy, transmissions i have to be conscious of the fact that for me to see your aura i have to look through my aura and if my aura isn't of the highest caliber it isn't clean transparent i can misconstrue some of the things that you're doing out of proportion or out of uh, relativity, because my aura has tainted it. And therefore, I see that aspect in you more severely than it actually is in you. So whenever you go to criticize someone, you should always temper it slightly. Because there's bound to be a degree of your conceptions that you're working through to express to them the point about their conceptions now criticism as a subject matter or as a useful tool let's call it in this proper context it begins with oneself irrespective of what you think of other people irrespective of what you intend the right thing to do is always criticize yourself because we are individual living entities eternally, we have a responsibility to grow consciously. To raise our conscious vibration rate, to raise our contribution to humanity, to raise our perspective of, of the reality, to raise ourselves above selfishness, even above extended selfishness to selflessness. And further on into selfless devotional service to the Lord. This is our responsibility as an individual living entity. But as an individual living entity, I change me. You don't change me. I do. And I don't change you. You do. You're the one that makes the decision. I'm going to stop smoking. I I don't make that decision for you. Even if I make it, it has no value, does it? It has no merit, it has no impact. It's when you choose that it has impact. You say, oh, I'm not gonna swear anymore. I'm not gonna smoke anymore. I'm always gonna be polite. You change you. I don't want to eat meat anymore. I make that decision. So the first place, The criticism is to be applied is to oneself. You have to go look at the man in the mirror and analyze, what am I looking at? What are the qualities of this person? Impartially. Impartially. I said this yesterday. I did that the other day. I commented or I I should have said what I shouldn't have said. Whatever. And you criticize yourself. I shouldn't have done that. I feel guilty. I shouldn't have done it. It's wrong. I gotta not allow that to happen, not do that. I have to control myself. And this is where we come to spiritual life. Spiritual life, the Vedic literature says clearly that the living entity must learn to control the mind, the body, the senses, the intelligence. They're tools. They're not toys. They're tools. And they're not to be let un- go unbridled. They're to be controlled at all times. This is our duty, our responsibility. This is the self-control aspect of things. So our responsibility is to criticize ourselves. This is what criticism's really for and most useful to help us come above our selfishness and our point of view that is limited by our conception or our training or our history in life, to become a purified person who's above misconceptions, who's above frailties and faults, who's above fault-finding in others. Don't let any criticism you do turn to fault-finding. We're not here to fault-find in others. You walk off and work on yourself. If I work on me and I improve myself, I become a better example. Then you will see, oh, that person's very nice. And then you work on yourself and you become a better person, and everyone says, ah, that person is very nice. So this has to be sincere. We have a lot of pretenders in human society now. Because there's everybody is so full of frustration. There's no money. There's no time. There's so many distractions. There's so many conflicting interests. There's so many options that there is an underlying anxiety in near everyone's heart. And so we have to be cautious that we don't cover it with a facade of happiness and friendship, which is fake. If you have anxiety, work through it. Analyze it, adjust. Improve yourself. Make a difference. Make a contribution that's free of your anxiety because it goes away. Don't smother it, cover it with false impressions and false sentences. Oh, fine. Good. Fine. Yeah. Nice. Fine. Good. Mm-hmm. Good to see you. Ooh, I hate them. Ooh. No, you must be honest. If we aren't honest with ourselves and we aren't honest externally, our life gets derailed today or tomorrow, but it gets derailed. Just like I said a moment ago, if you take criticism to fault, finding your life gets derailed. We have a society that is very derailed. So many criticisms, so many faults, so many problems, so many things going wrong all around us, and we're unable to understand, we're unable to interject correcting those faults and problems. So this is why you should read the Vedic literature where it describes the qualities of the human being, of the living entity, actually. That the living entity is not meant to exhibit this lust, greed, anger and envy. It's not meant to be a problem to others. It's not meant to live by lying. I was having a discussion with a person the other day and they were saying how different people with different psychological problems, they project the faults they have on other people or they project the crime that they commit on others oh you did this well no they didn't this projection is a type of guilt and it becomes a psychological problem that the person is doing things wrong and wrong 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 and instead of correcting they blame other people when they see that characteristic in someone else or they can create it concoct it and become critical and fault-finding And their life becomes worse they become dissatisfied with themselves and this is where the anxiety is really comes home when you aren't happy with you because the guilt rides around with you the unhappiness sticks with you and it pops up everywhere it is projected onto those you love it's projected on the things you do and say And you become a critical person of others when really you need to sit down and have a good discussion with yourself about the activities you perform that aren't right and get yourself not to do those things any longer. We're supposed to grow in the human form of life continually, not a little bit. Oh, I've been through my changes, man. I've already done all that stuff, man. You're just not catching up. No, 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 no. We're supposed to be working on ourselves and progressing our conscious contribution till the day we die. We're supposed to be a well-wisher of others. We're supposed to be an honest contributor. We're supposed to be helpful and have a positive attitude our whole life. But if you're riding a guilt train because you've been criticizing people unjustly or you've been falsifying your opinion and pretending as though you're happy or you like someone when you don't, These things contaminate your consciousness and your ability to awaken to a higher level. They keep you from becoming a good person everywhere, all the time. And that's what we are all supposed to be doing here. Reviving our divine consciousness, reviving our divine nature, becoming spiritually whole again rising out of the misconceptions that this bodily life experience gives to us. And this is where criticism is a problem, because it keeps you external. You're always out in the world noticing this problem, this fault, this is broken, that doesn't work, that isn't right, it shouldn't be done. Who did that? This material world is completely full of faults. There's no genius to it. There's no credit for you finding fault. You may think, oh, look, I can see this is wrong. Do you see that? That's terrible. No credit. Sorry. No credit. We're looking for solutions. We're looking for those people that help. Those people that help themselves first, get out of their misconceptions. And then they can use their criticism with a kind heart and help someone get out of their misconceptions. And the world becomes a better place. And we have two more people. You and your next friend, they both become better contributors, relieved of anxiety, sincere in their relationships, and they become who they actually are. A divine being, temporarily here, trying to understand, what is my eternal service? What is my contribution? And how do I see that contribution, and make that contribution, on a divine platform? where it does very good to everything and everyone around me. Now this comes down to moving from criticism and fault-finding to altruistic and philanthropic attitudes and support and assistance to others. Now again, we have to be cautious that it's not false. It's not portrayed as sincere when it's not felt. So the only way you're going to have these externally beneficial feelings toward others is if you work on yourself and get rid of the misconceptions or the guilt or the foolishness or the anger or envy or greed that is clouding your actions and understandings. The Vedic literature states clearly that these problems attack everyone. That many of them are the nature of the place and we as individuals get contaminated by them we approach the spiritual master to understand do I have these contaminations how do I get rid of them can you advise me of the proper path the effective path for liberating myself from my own misconceptions can you guide me to what is really right and what is really wrong This is the proper approach to a spiritual master, and the answer is very simply yes. The spiritual master can see because he's not contaminated like we are. A bona fide spiritual master descends from the spiritual world on assignment to assist the living entities who are trying to better themselves, who are trying to revive their original eternal consciousness as loving servants of God. This is what a spiritual master does, what he means. He's not there trying to impress you. You're not. <laughs> he doesn't care if you're impressed or not. You're nowhere near the platform of consciousness that the spiritual master is on. He's seeing you for who you really are the depth of your soul, the qualities of your eternal soul that you're using or neglecting or exhibiting or smothering. And he's trying to help you get that level of your consciousness balanced. He doesn't care if you're rich or not, pretty or not. He doesn't care about these things. But you do. You care about where's the money because the world forces you to. You care about how pretty you are because the, the pretty girls get the answers, get the opportunities. Well, in the service of the Lord, there's an opportunity for everyone. So instead of trying to find fault and make correction in this material world and all the things that are wrong with it, and push people around this way and that way to try to get them to act the way you think is right, it's far better to focus on reviving your spiritual consciousness and engaging in devotional service to the Lord so the Lord is satisfied. And you have tried to exhibit divine qualities and everyone thinks that person is very nice. And your contribution becomes of the highest caliber. Because what does someone who is engaged in the service of the Lord do when he comes to associating with others? Does he criticize? Rarely. What does he do? He gives them the tools whereby they can purify themselves and assist them to come to their divine qualities, their divine standard, to purify their consciousness, make themselves eligible for love of God, for Service to God, service comes first, love is immediately their following. so our opportunity in the human form of life begins with criticizing ourselves and making the changes that we know we can make in ourselves that aren't that hard. Everybody has the concept, oh, that could be so difficult. That's only a concept. it's called uh, anticipation. We anticipate it to be difficult or to be a problem. And gradually it becomes one in our mind. But whenever someone endeavors, attempts to improve themselves, they don't understand, they don't realize the Lord helps you. When you're trying to do what's right, the spiritual master and Lord Sri Krishna, they give you assistance because you're doing the right thing. You're developing the divine qualities. You're lifting yourself to the platform of devotional service. You're coming out of the selfish misconceptions of material life. Everybody in the universe is suddenly on your side. And you get support. Broad-spectrum support. For many transcendental personalities who are observing you who are friends of you who are uh, wishing you well who are uh, anticipating your higher expressions we only have nonsense presented to us here in the material world they're always giving you fear oh this is gonna break that's gonna go down he's gonna die this is gonna come apart they're constantly feeding everybody with this fear issue: doubt worry fear doubt worry fear doubt worry fear and it's restricting the growth of our transcendental point of view. It's keeping us from becoming our higher selves, from reaching to that highest platform that we're capable of. And it gives us this, oh, I'm not sure. Oh, it could be, oh, it could be really hard. Quitting smoking can be really tough. No, it can be really easy. You just do it. <laughs> I'm never going to smoke a cigarette again. That's that, no matter what, no matter how much anxiety, no matter how much pain, no matter what kind of influence or association I get, no matter where I am, no matter how tempting it might be, no matter how used to it, I, nothing. I'm not going to do that again. And that's how you break it. And of course, you can have someone around you to encourage you when you're in anxiety, no no don't don't give in hang on find some place to put your mind find some place to put it where it can cope with the anxiety because it's an addiction it's nothing to do with you it's an addiction you got hooked on it got you you just have to get by it but you have to make the decision that's the point anything that's wrong with you in your behavior and your understanding you have to make the decision and endeavor to fix it and you can if you don't make an endeavor what do you know can't fix it and you'll think that oh i can't fix it nobody can help me this is the illusion you can help you because what you're doing is actually you the conscious eternal living entity is struggling with the mind and the intelligence and the senses And you're supposed to have been trained from a little kid to not let the mind and senses and intelligence get out of control. But since you weren't trained in that, you've got to train yourself now. And it's done, easily done. with A little support, guidance from the spiritual master, and some self-determination, some willingness, some desire to improve yourself, to purify yourself. So... This human form of life is a great opportunity. You can raise yourself above any of the bad qualities or negative aspects or attitudes that you may carry. It isn't too hard. It isn't beyond you. You aren't a hopeless case. This is the normal struggle for existence. Either you struggle and fix it in this life or you have to come back and try to fix it in the next life. You see people that have fixed so many problems and you realize they've had to have been working on this for many lifetimes. Or they're really a powerful person and they've done a massive amount of adjustments in one life. Maybe you are one of those powerful people. Then correct yourself. And if you're not one of those powerful people, gradually correct yourself. But you don't have the right. It is not right for you to neglect improving yourself and criticize others and cause anxiety in everyone around you because what happens is you end up hurting the ones you love and they find it very difficult to be around you and to love you and yet you think of your life without love it has a definite drop in value definitely takes away the glory of life so the vedic literature is saying become a servant of god improve yourself prepare yourself use the mahamantra to purify yourself approach a spiritual master humbly and ask for his guidance read his books that delineate the proper behavior for one who is actually elevated in their consciousness and develop those qualities because they're naturally your qualities you're covered with other nonsense that's making you think I don't have them I'm a hopeless case No, 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 absolutely not. This is the opportunity, your human form of life. This is the support you need in the Vedic literature. This is the guidance you require in the spiritual master's mercy and kindness toward you. And you've given an assignment to purify yourself and engage in the devotional service of the Lord. And you will reach the supreme perfection in this very life. That's what you really want. That's what you deserve. Don't let it escape you in the human form. Become your best self. Serve the spiritual master. Chant the maha mantra. Hari Krishna Hari Krishna 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 Hari Hari. Hari Rama Hari Rama 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 Hari Hari. For more episodes, use the accessmedia.nz app for iOS and Android devices or subscribe to this podcast via Spotify, iHeartRadio, or Apple Podcasts.